Yes, yes, yes. What is going on, man? What is going on? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, folks, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. Man, haven't posted to this platform in a long time. This was the first place I started to teach the concepts of the money flow. And from my book, You Don't Have to Die Broke, and just my thoughts on entrepreneurship and selling and investing and what a crit- crucial role that played in my life and 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 really you know part of that process we know the three keys to a successful life health wealth and mindset and we know inside of mindset there's a place for this book the science of getting rich and I just I've always enjoyed it I've kind of used it in my marketing at times I've trying to use it as my default go-to answer to things like I'm just gonna go with this you know, I'm not going to try to figure out the chapter one, the very first verse just kicks you in the teeth and it's like, it's either for you or not for you. And here it is. Whatever may be said in the praise of poverty, the fact remains, it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. No man can rise to his greatest possible height and talent or soul development unless he has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have many things to use, and he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. So what the book states in the opening seven or eight verses, or verses, sentences, is this idea that top priority in your life needs to be you and your wealth, because that's how you're going to do good deeds, that's how you're going to be able to play the guitar for the rest of your life, That's how you're going to be able to protect your business. We possibly are going into a recession. And a kid hit me up on DM today and he said, man, how do you stay focused? How do you stay consistent? You know, following the markets or trying to work a site. Like, how do you stay on top of everything? And I'm like, you can't have other things in your mind, man. You know? And I'm not saying that for your whole life. I'm saying that for a focused period of time. If the goal, because you can accomplish so much in five to seven years, that's what you don't have to die broke is about. Change this, change this, change this, do this, do this, do this, do it seven years. You say you lay the foundation. It changes your whole life forward, and you get to sp- you get to spend your time doing what you want to do. Because you 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 in a sense, by your own freedom. And I know that starts in the mind. And that starts right there with first verse saying, it's a mandate, man. Because if you don't see it as a mandate, if that's not your general order, if you don't think you have a responsibility to yourself, your family, and the universe to build wealth, I don't know what's going to get you up to do it. Because there's plenty of days that, you know, shit, running a business can be scary, man. And it's like... I envy people who work five days a week, take two days a week off, you know, and they're cool with it. You know, they live paycheck to paycheck. Talking to a guy yesterday, makes great money. He invests like a grand a month and I'm like, oh, okay. 
I mean, I guess to some people that's big, bro. I mean, to me, looking at your income and what you're capable of, I think it's chump change. But okay, continue with the story. And he had a swimming pool on payments. And if you saw some of my Instagram today and TikTok, I was making fun of that. And, and, I, you know, I, I, and I know I have a personal friend that has one. I'm, and I'm like, dude, I don't care that rough. It's dumb. If you're making payments on assets that, it, yeah, I get it. It's attached to your house. But that's not a new roof. Meaning I get it. Horrible shit happens and you need a new roof or your kid needs braces. I get these kind of debts, right? But for the luxury of a swimming pool that costs, not only can you not afford it, but it eats two to $300 a month in care. So you can't even afford to buy it, so you put it on payments, and now you're paying the care, so you have toys of toys that you can't afford. And you're financing them to be able to play it, which is why he's only putting in $1,000 a month. And he, that guy's going to fast forward 10 years and he will have made millions of dollars. He makes multiple hundreds of thousands a year and he's going to have a, an okay amount of money. Not two, three million in seven years. Just, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. And now he could live a life that he never imagined and be free to go do the, like maybe he always wanted to be a painter, but I got to pay bills. And so I'm, 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 you know, I'm not painting, I'm doing this. But what happens when he reaches financial freedom? And he's like, maybe I only want to work this job 20 hours a week because I'm going to pursue this painting thing. And that's what the book is saying, that if you have money, and in this context, we're talking about money that you have invested, saved, or a business produced. Like, these are assets. A business producing money is an asset. Just as valuable as a dividend stock. Probably more valuable. And that's why I always go back to the beginning that, that your first move isn't investing. Your first move is increasing income. You need to make more money. My first move is I need to make more money. So one of the things that's top priority in my life every day, every day, could I make another five bucks? I mean, just, I mean, what could we do? You know, and if we cut this, we just raised our income, right? If we cut one thing, we have more money next month than this month. We raised our income. So money not going out is the same as money coming in. Now, I don't want to live a slashed frugal, but there could be a time. Meaning people get real serious about things at their job. They're paid to get serious about. But when it comes to themselves, they never get as serious. Like, like, like put more on you than you're paid for at work. Like work harder on you than they pay you to work on, on work. Like care more about you than your job pays you. And you're like, what do you mean? Meaning put in that kind of money work. Meaning if I was paying you to do you, to do that thing you want to do on the side, you want to do that thing that'll create profits for you, or you want to be an investor, a trader, or like myself, a real estate investor, man, ain't nobody keeping you out of the party. The only thing keeping you out of the party is money. And that's just because you got to get money that you don't give to other people and put into game to play. And the entire game is fractal, man. And this is why the guy who made great money but never really became an investor, moves forward in life, and he's got a little bit, you know, but he never learned that skill. You're like, what skill? The skill of building wealth and making money with money. And since he didn't learn to do it when he had 100 grand, and when he was making 200, he was kind of sloppy, and he, he wasn't doing it there. He got to 350. Man, I meet guys make four, 450. They save 30 grand. They think they did something. And it's like, bro, you didn't do anything. I would have, if I made 300 that year, I'm investing 175. And your life instantly changes. 
This is the power, the compounding power of, of, multi, of, of just simply property. But even not just property. In, 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 like, we have a closed-in fund this month. If you're in my Money Flow Trading Society, we have a closed-in fund. Pays 13%. What if a guy puts 100000 in there? 13%, dude. It's 13000 a year, rest of your life. And then what? Go get another hundred. Now you got this drip. You invest that, you go what? You buy two, three properties. And in two transactions, you now have two drips, three drips that are almost what you were making. Maybe not as much as at work, but probably a quarter. It's almost like you just got another job, but you don't have to go do it again. This is the leveraging power, man. This is the science of getting rich. What does it say? Hold on. go to chapter two. Chapter two, there is a science of getting rich. It's an exact science like algebra or arithmetic. There are certain laws that govern the process of acquiring riches. Once these laws are learned and obeyed by any man or woman, he or she will get rich with mathematical certainty. The S&P 500 returns 9% a year, folks, on average. Okay. The stock BX has returned 26% a year for a decade. Probably do pretty decent next year. Okay. So we know there's assets. Pepsi's average 12% a year. I go down the list. You can go to my thepetersreport.com, see the stocks I hold. Sometimes I get it really right and sometimes I get it really wrong. But the difference is, is over time, I grow wealthier and wealthier. I try to put $100 a day into dividend stocks. Now that includes closed-in funds, mortgage REITs. Reach. I'm just spreading the money around. Drip, 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 drip. Now, sometimes I go more aggressive, but the $100 days when I'm kind of like, all right, we got we to gotta slow up here. Like, we need to save some money. Maybe I'll drop to 50. I want to keep money going in. And for you, that may look like once a week, you drop some in. But I tend to drip it out each day as I go through my stocks, looking for the stage ones, looking, can I raise the portfolio yield? The more yield I can buy down here at 5 6%, more the overall portfolio is producing 5 or 6% you know, cash flow. So if I'm watching MLPs, if I'm watching closed-in funds, and I know this fund normally pays 8 9%, but because of the state of the current market, and if I'm willing to risk it, maybe, like maybe they don't, maybe they do okay, and they don't have to cut the dividend. But guess what's going to happen when when times are good? They're going to throw out more. So I'm buying the asset on sale. How many of your friends right now are thinking about how much money could I get into a, a closed-end fund? I'm trying to put hundred dollars a day. Pays thirteen percent interest. I'm just going to bang it every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Every day we do that. I get a, a little cash raise, a little monthly. It pays monthly. And so I have, like, I don't know, 12, 13, whatever is in there. And it's every day just buying more and more and more and more. I'm going to do it every day that we're in sessions is if I can. And then if I get straight, you know, I'm going to take it down a little bit. Buying yield, man. I have a window. I have a chance. I'm making good money. It's on sale. Now's my chance. But I got to be thinking about that. I got to be reading about that. I got to be around other people. I mean, that might make you nervous. You know why it makes you nervous? Because you're not around people doing that. When you have someone open up their account, the reason I show my stocks sometimes, people are like, oh, you brag it? No, I want the kid that's got $10,000 to see there are people with a million dollars in the stock market. And that when your little count goes down, theirs goes down 10, 20, 30. Mine will go down 30, 40,000 in a day. I made $900 a month to fight in Iraq and the stock portfolio could go up and down 30, 40,000 a day. I didn't put most of that money there. 
meaning I've been buying stocks for 17 years. And yeah, I trade over here and I keep that separated and that's a percentage of my, of my net worth is how much I'm allowed to risk and trade. Meaning that 75% of my cash net worth is maintained in dividend stocks, REITs, mortgage-backed securities, things like that. And right now that's tune of like 700 and something thousand, right? And then based on that number is how much I feel I'm, I'm capable of playing with in the speculative world, the Bitcoins. I've been pushing a lot of money into Airbnb. And guess what? I'm going to, you know, I broke the thousand share mark. May, may, hey, do we want to add to this deal? Well, I would like to bring my price point down. I would like to bring my price point down. So we may end up, you know, pushing toward 2000 shares. Maybe this recession goes for a minute. Maybe, maybe it gets to pull back, right? But you got to be thinking like that. That ain't going to happen if you didn't think about it. You know, and you say, well, I don't know, man. Well, Ford went to $4 and then it went to $25. And you could have bought that day and you did not. You bought something else that day that you threw in the trash. This is how easy money is and how all around us it is and how crazy it can drive you when you understand this stuff, man. The ownership of money and property comes as a result of doing things in a certain way. And those who do things in this certain way, whether on purpose or accidental, get rich. While those who do not do things in this certain way, no matter how hard they work, help able they are remain poor. Meaning you, you can accidentally stumble onto it. But you don't need to know everything you're doing. A lot of things I do in real estate, I'm like, oh, they have a term for that? That's not what I call it. Meaning I didn't need to know that term to do it. I don't need to know what cat fix is to know that sometimes you got to replace the roof. And I had a guy one time say, well, you don't even know real estate. I'm like, no, bro. I've owned properties, looks about as long as you've been alive. And we, we, you don't need these terms. These terms are just created by people codified to put in a book and they're fine and they're great for learning. My point is the universe can teach you that, right? You can figure out a push-up without a, 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 get what I'm saying? Meaning you can figure out things. People learn to draw. Michelangelo didn't go to art school, by the way. Michelangelo was tapped into the spirit, man. <laughs> right? And guess what kept Michelangelo working? Money. Money. You need money. So as we go into recession here, man, turn your attention to these things. Put your mind back on this book. Start to think you're more prosperous. I think you're worth more. I don't care if you're an electrician or a driver. Wealth is unlimited when you start investing money. You can grow it exponentially. I mean, my beach kind of threw me off four grand this month. What happens if I got another one? That's eight. And if I get another one, that's what? Twelve. I don't need 12,000 to live on. So you see what happens. What happens to a guy that's got nine or ten of those? He doesn't need the money. I means if he can just, all he's got to do is stay alive and money's coming at him. That's not, what does that have to do with a job? Nothing. Meaning that, that guy got the money doing something and then he went and bought something that produced money and then he added more money to it and then he was doing this and that and then all of a sudden you make that move two, three times the right way and you just, then what? You just, he's just at home, man. Like the world of investing can make your income unlimited but limited because you got to get the ball going. You got to get it rolling. Time times amount times yield, right? And the yield part means the, 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 the practitioner, meaning understanding the concept, understanding the idea, understanding, even if it's just to buy a property, fix a property, list a property, sell a property, put money in your pocket. 
that game, that straight line, that funnel, right? That that's you like profits. The side business is always a lucrative idea. I mean, you create something that makes $1,000 a month on the side, doesn't take all your time, and you got this little drip going. I mean, that's the equivalent to having hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's like having 400, probably 300, 250, 250 to $300,000 in dividend stocks is the equivalent of a $1,000 drip that you create. So that's the power of, of if you create something that can throw you off a little money, man, that's the power of that, you know? And, if, and the, what makes business such a powerful thing or side hustles or things you do outside or contracts or if you're doing it on commission or you're, yeah, like on commission, like numbers, as, as, as you hit tar, tar, quality targets and you hit these, these goals or these customers or whatever we're calling it, man, and you can make money that you don't need. That you don't need. And the moment that happens, and you combine it with that verse, those first opening sentences we read. And it's, it's, it's I don't need this money, so let me do this. And 25 can become 75. Quick, man. A couple years. But what if you did, say, 370, you know, you did a, a 25, a, I mean, the other day I met a guy, first year he bought three houses. Well, you know what happens to those three houses in four years? It's more money than he would have made at work. I mean, if he had, like, it's just a lot of money and it begins to grow exponentially. So now if he makes money at work and he's aware of it and cognizant of it and says, hey, I want to become a practitioner of it. I want to focus on it and think about it. I want to make it part of my life this wealth building thing becomes part of who I am. And man, man, oh man. Yes, yes, yes. Hey man, thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. Just to talk here, man, just me riffing and talking as we look to possibly be going into a recession in, um, in all seriousness, look for ways to create extra income. Make sure your job is secure. Make sure they need you. And because num number one is you don't have to be in a recession. You could prosper. I said in 2008 and nine, you know, some people may think, Oh, that wasn't a lot. I bought two houses. I bought one at the end of 2008 and I bought one in 2009. It was during the financial crisis. And it wasn't because I was killing it or knocking it out of the road. Dude, I'm mowing yards and I work part-time at the prison, but people are still paying 20 bucks to have their yard mowed. Most of my customers are old people. And the prison's still there, so I'm still making money. And I'm renting Class C houses, and I've got, you know, six, seven houses, whatever it is. And they're paying money, man. So the, 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 the national recession was not Gerald Peters' recession. I kept trugging along. I wasn't balling out, but... I just kept doing what I was doing and I was able to buy two more properties, which did what? Increased my net worth, built wealth, increased cash flow. Number two, cut any, if you're in trouble, think you're in trouble, the best way to get ahead of this is to cut the unnecessary. Man, I have to do this all the time, man. I go check my phone. I got 65 stupid uh, subscriptions. Um, don't, un don't cut mine out though, man. 
you, you should know I got a subscription over at Instagram. It's kind of behind the, behind the old curtain at GP's house and stuff. Just whatever, man. I, I have some private content I've been doing. Some stuff that I do live, I'll save, and I only let the people who follow me on subscriptions see the replay. So they don't have to be there live. Hey, so number three, killed debt. You know that. You know that. You're too old to know you're not supposed to have stupid debt, okay? That means either you don't make enough money or you ain't got no self-control. Both of them should piss you off, okay? Get your shit together. That's all that guy to say from one man to another. Get your shit together, bro. No more excuses. You're not a baby, all right? Pillar number 10, take full responsibility. So get on that shit. Kill that stuff, man. Number four, the reason we're doing number two and three is number four. We need a war chest. Rule number one, when you go into recessions, depressions, and it, it may just be you going into one. Maybe the rest of the world's doing fine. Rule number one, king's got to stand his ground. Hold the castle. Hold the castle. As long as you can hold the castle, you can push back out and take that land once we get our shit back together. Hold the castle. Means first king and queen take care of themselves, then the house, and then it goes out from there. Which means you got to make smart decisions at home. Which means you're not paying, you're not making pool payments. Shit like that, man. You're doing smart guy stuff, okay? You want to you wanna pull when you can stroke a check or the condo has it for you. All right, number five, work as much on you as you do for others. Don't give everything you got to your boss and get home and be like, oh, I'm tired, and now you can't do work for you. There's all kinds of work you need to do for you. Could be learning new skills, could be starting something, could be building out a website, could be... I don't know, man. It's something, man. It can't just be that shit they pay. You can't only do shit you get paid for. Poor people do that. Poor people, the only people that they only work when they get paid money and everything else is just personal fun. If you do that, you will always be poor. So listen to me. You know, you're 19. You get a little, you get a little leeway. But the faster you get hip to that, man, the faster you get hip to that, that the money that pays you the most, the shit you make the most money on in this world, you don't get paid to do it. Meaning, uh, Brad Pitt was an actor long before they paid Brad Pitt. Michael Jordan played a lot of basketball for free. So the th I'm telling you, the things that'll make you the most money. Gerald traded a lot, wrote a lot of dumb shit, did a lot. Like long before I got paid for it, long before I became a, a millionaire in real estate, I had a house, and then it just costs money, and the next house, and it just costs money, and it's me putting in, me putting in, all back being invested. You know, I'm six years into this. Where's this money, man? Where's all these riches from real estate? You we just keep putting in, right? That's what you're going to hear. So it's not easy, man. Don't be like your friends. You probably need new friends too. Make sure you're around some people that are pushing you on this. If your brother-in-law never brings up REITs, stocks, investing, maybe you shouldn't spend as much time with him. Okay. God bless.